called God his. What? Him, he, him. his. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, his. Oh, old school, eh? Yeah, not there or uh, them. Whom? His. His like, <laughs> like What are you his. saying? God has a penis, Dave? Is that what you're going to start the show with? You know we're on the internet right that, now. That's the way I learned the Bible. <laughs> the guy was always his. He had a Absolutely. beard and some sort of cloak. A big white beard. <laughs> to cover his <laughs> Johnson. Sort of cloak. <laughs> I, get, I, I agree. All right, guys. You ready? Whenever you are, you just hit it. Oh, oh, oh. 
Seinfeld and all the shit that happened. Is that what they do? Or do you just move on with your life and realize it's not the 90s anymore? And get a bunch of your friends together, some of the coolest guys in the world, give them all a different instrument, come into a pool shed in Pine Grove. Way more fun. And make the greatest podcast in, I don't know, in the world. In history. History? Are we making that claim today, Dave? I think so. We did it! Greatest podcast in history. We finally did it, and I'm so happy. And you know what's so great about tonight's show? We have the greatest guest that we've ever had on the program. The greatest band in Canadian late night history. Yeah. Bar not, the Nocturnal Emissions is our guest tonight. No way. Yeah. Doing and you can't ask for any better than that. But there's only one way to get it started. How's that, Peter? Well, you know what it is, Mike. We do this thing on our show. It's called Theme Song. everybody to live from the Dutch Hall we are Canada's only late night talk show and the greatest podcast ever to come out of a pool shed in Pine Grove Ontario All right. because of our great guests tonight they've made the show as far as I'm concerned the greatest band in Canadian late night history the nocturnal emissions everyone yeah. All right. It's comprised this week of my favorite rendition of the Nocturnal Emissions. The purest form, I think. Band leader Michael Bowe on rhythm and vocals. Everyone. Hello, there. Alright. Beside him is old cockhead himself. I like that nickname better than Rooster. I like it better than old ham bone. I like it better than uh, fat boy, even. Old cockhead. Take the rooster chuckers. Let's hear it for him. Okay. It just fits. What? It just fits. It just fits. And beside him, on lead guitar, just, just rocking it. Just owning it over there. That's Steve the Reluctant German, everybody. Give him a hello. Hey, hey. And here he is. I think he was the start of my candidate party, to be quite honest with you. Happy he showed up, and he's where he belongs as the balls of the nocturnal emissions on base. 
It's Whiskey West Haggins, everybody. And as per CRTC rules, but you know what? I'm going to go further than that and say, you know what? Screw the CRTC. I just like this guy. The Fred Stickler Campo Ache is on the show. Hello. And uh, who's that guy working the... Uh, Working, that he's like a director, he's actually doing something, his fingers still work. A real veteran of the bar. Yeah, that's my brother. You might recognize him, he's like, he does everything around here. Paul Van Dyke, everyone. Oh, hey. Paul, you want to do the introduction to me, or should I do it? Wow, no, no. Uh, I'll do it. Oh, nice. Hey guys, now introducing the host of the best late night talk show ever. Yeah. The host from Life in the Dutch Hall, it's Pete Van Dyke. Hey! Alright! Oh! Hey! He's also won two of President's Club's Award winners. <laughs> two times. Twice. Two times. It's all yeah. bullshit. Don't worry, Paul. It will get covered. There's no way one of these shows is going to get started without recognizing my two-time President's Club <laughs> two Awards. Two-time President's Club Awards. You know what? I gave up a good chunk of my life there in those awards. And my children barely even could recognize their daddy's face. You know, in order for me to give my life up to a nameless, faceless corporation, and they gave me a crystal trophy in order to to, to uh, honor me <laughs> twice, two times, twice in a row, back to back, back I to back. Swept it under the carpet like it was shit. Me, I, I left it. <laughs> what I did was I. It was like if you won an Oscar, and then you just went to a world where no one had ever seen a movie before. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yep. As soon as I left my job, that award meant shit. So I talk about it every week. You're the big winner of shit. Yeah, I'm the big winner of that shit. Crystal shit. And everyone was like, you won two of those? Yeah, back to back, baby. What have you won? Oh, you think I'm not going to throw that in my boss's face? You know, you think you're not going to throw it in old fucking dipshit's face? Uh, like, would you do that, David? As soon as you know you have power, would you use it against your boss and try to like, you, like just show him that you can't live without me? Now I'm going to grind you for more cash. I do it every day. Yeah, you do it. You got to know your own worth, man. Yeah, right, fight right. for it. You gotta, you gotta pimp yourself out. No one else is gonna do it because you're ugly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you mean me or just people in general? Oh, I was talking about you. Oh yeah. Specifically, you. You could not whore yourself out to men or women. Oh, bears. Oh yeah, you're bears. a bear. Bears. Yeah, no, I'm we sorry. Figured, we figured that out last week. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you are quite a hot commodity in the gay community. Yeah. I was just thinking of like a normal, uh, like. Why? Uh, what's not normal about being gay? No, 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 no. Being gay is normal. Being gay and liking you is the abnormal. Is the part I can't get my head around. I understand when two like dudes who like work out all the time and they have like good fashion sense and no they, body hair. Yeah, they wear a nice cologne. They have a nice uh, naked butthole and That's whatever normal. it's stretchy, bleached, whatever you like. I'm all for that. I just don't understand a guy would like you, you. You know, yeah, any more than a woman that likes you. Like my cousin Teresa is always like I, I love her. She's one of my favorite people in the world. But what is she seeing you? I can't see. I've to this day. She's never been able to explain it to me. Oh, you should ask her this weekend. She told me before uh, that she has no idea. <laughs> yeah, she has no idea. She, she used to know, but she's forgotten many years ago. <laughs> That's what she said. Wow. <laughs> Does that sound real right, That's Dave? believable. Also. Yeah. <laughs> this Polish tricks have worked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. Um... What are we going to do? We had Canada Day last week. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Go Canada. 151. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Well, how old are we? 
151. 151? Is that what we are? That's oh, it. yeah, last year was 150, right? It was yeah. a big deal, right? right? I can do that kind of math. Was that a sesquicentennial? That's right. Plus, hey, uh, plus that's one. a good rum as well. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Kev? Ah, oui. Ah, parlez-vous, Jacques Larue. Hey, you know. C'est bon. Uh, Come see, comes up. I thought it was that Pepe Le Pew is funny how they. Like the funniest part was how they they made fun of French. Like they just put le in front of everything. Like like oink. Like like meow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I always thought that was hilarious that as a cat kid. That he always chased the, the meow. Yeah. yeah, he wanted to fuck that cat real bad, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think that you know that cat, you know, uh, Peppy never threatened a sprayer or nothing. Nope. He was always a gentleman. Wanted Wouldn't a sprayer or something else. With his, with his dick stuff, <laughs> yeah. Dick juice. Yeah, wouldn't, didn't wouldn't she float on his scent down the... Or was that him floating? Him. Him. The he love float scent. on the cat's love scent. <laughs> when she was running Down away. the sidewalk. Yeah. Pepe Pew's the shit, man. Yeah. He's cool. He's a cool guy. Oh, like, yeah. who's cooler? Like, maybe... Foghorn Leghorn? Foghorn Leghorn, I was going to say, yeah. But sometimes that dog gets Foghorn Leghorn, actually. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's, it's not always... Uh, fog. The dog's pretty cool. Like, I don't know if it's the same dog, but the one where the puppy keeps jumping over. Like, what are we doing today, Spike? What are we doing today? Yeah. yeah. Spike's pretty cool. Who? The big one? Yeah, the big one. The bulldog. Yeah, yeah that just whacks him? Yeah. Shut up! Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but at the end, it switches, eh? Always. And then the big bulldog becomes the bitch jumping over the chihuahua or whatever. Yeah. That's what happened to, uh, to Dave in the gay world. <laughs> oh, is that what happens? Yeah. Are the bears the submissive ones? By the end of the cartoon, yeah. Oh, I don't understand the, the, this. Do you know, Dave? Are you into the I don't, gay stuff? I, I actually don't have the answer to that question. So I don't now, know I, I understand, like, you were in a, you were in a, a progressive fellow, right, Dave? I, I guess so. Like, I don't <laughs> like you're open-minded. You, 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 yeah. you work in, you work, you have a real job, correct? Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Where they train you to, to be, like, tolerant of everything, right? Uh, no? Yeah, I guess. That's sort of the corporate culture is tolerance, but I didn't need to be trained. <laughs> okay, I get that. Okay, because you're just a good person, right? That's Let's, right. Esta- let's establish that first. In my heart. Yeah. Uh, okay, you're a good person. Now, okay, like, uh, let's say, where's the limit to that? Do you know? To me being a good person? No, to them being able to tell you what's good and what's bad. Um, That's what I'm wondering about. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, when you go to work, they can say, okay, you, can, don't, really you don't want to do anything that's going to be controversial. But, like, at the... T- I, I honestly consider myself to be, like, ahead of the curve. Like, I don't think they're going to catch up to me, basically, no matter what they shove at everyone. <laughs> yeah? You're ahead of it. You're yeah. even more progressive than that. Yeah. If, yeah. Yeah. And more tolerant. Yep. More, like... Uh, uh, like Christian or whatever, going to heavenish, but not even Christian because it's nah. beyond that, eh? Because even if you weren't Christian, really, I don't really give a fuck about any of that stuff. I think that's at the core of it. But your language is filthy, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, let that be let be that be on the record. Good thing they don't know where you work, <laughs> right? Anyways, yeah. we have a, a game that we're gonna play tonight. Whoa. It's called this wheel behind me. It's just us guys, but we have a wheel, so I put new shit on the wheel. Can you get like a one shot on me, Paul, there? And then just see if we can see the wheel. So I put a bunch of shit on the wheel just so that we would, this is the stuff I was supposed to talk about in a show. You know, normally I write this on a piece of paper, and then we never get to any of it. Right. 
So this is the stuff we're supposed to get to in the show. Let's start off here. Tonight's program is dedicated wow. to uh, Lawrence William Van Dyke. Wow. Uh, yeah, my great cat. Mike, you're the only one I'm breaking the news to. Uh, everyone else knows. I didn't know. Yeah, it was a tragedy last week. Succumbed to liver cancer. My cat, Larry. Uh, and you know what? I was, I was raised on a farm, as was my brother, Paul, as was Michael. And I was... Uh, and uh, we were taught that cats were like kind of like a, a lesser species of, of animal to a dog and meant to just like catch mice in a barn and then there'd be lots of them and you'd run a lot of them over with your tractors and such. Yeah, and then they do weird shit after you run them over. Yeah, you just bury them then and then they're gone, right? No emotion whatsoever yeah, to any of it. Not, not that you would aim for them, but no, you wouldn't swerve out of the way. You've killed enough of them that you have no feelings <laughs> towards them. It's like, a, it's like a deadness inside. Just bury right? it and be, be done with it. You don't think of it as a big deal. Like, I remember I was at my old house. We didn't have no cats. There was a cat dead on my doorstep. I dug a hole. I threw the cat in. I had no uh, emotion whatsoever for that. It was just a, a piece of garbage to dispose of, you know? And then uh, <laughs> and then I had Larry, a cat Larry, right. which we swear, we swear we'd never had a pet. And then we had a cat. And uh, Larry was a great cat. And we talked about him many times on the show because he was always been a great cat. He's uh, very tolerant. I'm one of my favorite Larry stories. I'm gonna, I think we have to talk about it. Uh, we might as well just do the spot on the wheel as I describe yeah, let's just it. Because so. it's do dedicated it. to Larry, right? <laughs> That's right. Makes sense. Anyways. Just try and hold it together. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> well, that's my point. That's where I was headed with that, that point is that you sit there. I have no regard, no emotion like for animals, you know? But then this is my kid's first animal, right? This is the, the, the first cat that... Uh, Animal I've allowed in my house, you know. He had a different relationship with every member of my family. It's a whole different thing. You know, it's not a disposable cat anymore. It's a big deal. So here I am at the vet, you know, putting it to sleep. And uh, I'm, like, crying like a baby in front of this, like, little nurse or whatever. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, I grew up on a farm. I should be ashamed of myself, you know. <laughs> it's like it's ridiculous, you know, how, how, uh, the, the, it, how you attach you get to an animal. Anyways. Are they called nurses at the vet office? I don't know what vet they're not tech. a vet, vet no. tech. What do you yeah, call them? I don't know what you call them. I don't know. I Did you call Dave, the vet, vet doctor that right. day? The do- vet was a doctor. The doctor of veterinarianism. Yeah, doctor of veterinary medicine. I don't know. That doctor knew what she was doing. That nurse knew what she was doing. So I didn't have a problem with any of it. You know, except for it costs like <laughs> it cost me like thirteen hundred dollars to kill my cat. Wow. Because it took me a thousand bucks to find out he was going to die, and then that night he, it, he died, and it cost me three hundred bucks to get rid of him, or three hundred twenty-five or whatever. So you're like thirteen hundred bucks. The only cat only cost me a hundred bucks. It costs like to buy a cat costs hundred bucks. To to bury a cat costs thirteen hundred bucks. That's a lot of money. You should have called your brother. Yeah. Or hey, Paul. Oh. What does Paul have to do with any of this? Nothing at all. I'm Nothing sorry. at all. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything, Dave? I, I, thought, think I just meant to console you in your time Are of you sorrow. delirious? <laughs> I thought Paul would be a good shoulder to cry on. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, thank goodness. I, I thought you were talking about something different. I don't know. What you're <laughs> <laughs> that was a close one. <laughs> <laughs> I have been telling that story on stage, and I do reveal the identity. Oh, no. Yeah, because I have no one knows. Dead stock removal. <laughs> <laughs> I think the statute of limitations is gone. And the fact that, that the, if you 
and this is a going back. I don't know, people that don't understand what we're talking about right now, go back and listen to an old show. Um, but uh, <laughs> we, uh, I'm just saying, if if you if you burn your donkey and then cry like a baby, <laughs> you should be allowed to be forgiven for burning your donkey, because even you felt bad about it. Like you didn't, you know. In fact, it's probably more respectful than if you just put it in a pile of other donkey with a pile of other donkeys and just throw diesel fuel on it all and then just scoop up the ashes and put it in a manure spreader and convince the p- people that it like ran it, it was spread into a field you, you know put a little bit of gas in with the diesel fuel it lights better well it's just for the ignition in case it's a damp day i don't think farmers are discreet about discreet enough about that kind of a kind of thing there's um, a real divide there's a lot of farms that i've worked on um especially around oxford county and i won't name any names but uh You'll be doing any sort of like field tile work, and all of a sudden, it's just like, what's what's that smell? What is that smell? And it's just right there, right next to like a gravel pit and like a topsoil pile, and then a bunch of cows, some pigs, and a bunch of hay mixed in. And and that's multiple places, too. Yeah, yeah. And it's right there, like right at the back of the farm, just kind of right out in the open. Yeah, one of the things we'd have to do for the env- for an environmental <laughs> assessment of farms was we had to ask like, how do you uh, dispose of your dead animals, right? And uh, some would say they would get dead stock to pick it up, and some would say manure pile. They would just say we pick up our dead pigs, we throw them in the manure pile, and the or we pick up our dead cow like calves or whatever, throw them in the manure pile, and then the manure just like eats away at the animal until it becomes w- yeah. pretty much waste, just back like teeth th- spread on your field. Back to the Oh, yeah, back to the earth, <laughs> right? Yeah. But that, but there's a different sensibility when you grow up in the country on a farm, and where you grow up on a like in this in town, right? And you don't have any tie to that. You would that you don't have the stomach for it, is what I'm saying. But when you've been exposed to it since you've been young, oh yeah, you realize that you know, like that cow that's in your backyard is eventually going to be, you know, slaughtered so that you can eat it. Yeah, and you realize those cows don't want to live. That's the truth. You know it. You can see it in their eyes. They're not, like, enjoying life. Well, right? When am I getting the bolt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the beginning, they're begging for it, eh? Not enough of this. Yeah. I mean, they're, not, they're not enjoying themselves. They, the, be- the most fun, even when they're fucking, it doesn't look like they're having fun. Just angry. Yeah, they're just like, God damn it, I have to do this. Something in me making me do this. Please kill me. Make me a steak. Please. <laughs> That's why if you give them enough corn, they'll eat themselves to death. Mm. Right? Because they know it works. A, then you get a nice ribeye. <laughs> and it's delicious. Oh, yeah. The fat on the outside, yellow. Mm. Nice marble. Oh, with, just drippy. Finish with corn. Thanks, Norpak. <laughs> yeah. Died of a heart attack from trying to make that work for you. Hope you enjoy it. Would you like that? Does that make a difference to you that the animals suffer greatly? Does that make it more, you more, you happier to eat it or like or less happy? I'm indifferent. Like a foie gras, you know, like, you know that goose was sat, sat there and like, you know, like clockwork orange, just force fed shit into its mouth. You know, the go- goose is just sitting there and it's a machine just getting fed corn or whatever, and you don't care. You just eat its liver. It makes its liver delicious. I think it's a good process. <laughs> you're very much like you're the dominant species, right? And you think that you should. That's yeah. that's we've a, figured out how to make something taste good. Why not? It is good, man. There's no question about that. It is good. You have that little chutney, Dave. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> a little cherry chutney, maybe some foie gras. Let's spread it on a cracker. Oh, yeah. I bring, <laughs> bring that Saturday. A water Charles cracker. goes to me. Uh, Charles like, uh, has an, is having a party on Saturday. I'm not going to tell you where because everyone will show up, Dave. <laughs> everyone will show up. But uh, uh, Charles has got this party going on, and it's like a bunch of old friends that are going to show up to this thing with their families. And uh, Charles says, okay, I got, me and my wife got the uh, hamburgers and hot dogs. Uh, Pete, I want you to bring, what was it? Chicken Galantine. Yeah, Galantine. <laughs> right? For an appetizer. Google it. Uh, it's like a chicken, it's like a roll, it's like a, you couldn't stuff a whole chicken with a bunch of different shit, and then you slice the chicken, but I think you got to debone it. It's like a really advanced, goddamn difficult process to get, you got to debone the chicken and have it stuffed with all this stuff, and then you roll it, and then you slice it into these, like, it looks like a jelly roll, but it's filled with all this, like, and it's called savory Galantine? stuff. Galantine. It's Chicken like the Galantine. second hardest recipe Is to that make. how it's pronounced, <laughs> or is it, like, a different... I'm not sure. Now, neither of us would, be, would, would have eaten it before, or <laughs> uh, would be smart enough to know how to pronounce that. <laughs> that's <laughs> correct. It could be a million different things. Is it French? Well, that, well that, that, that's what Gil- I mean. Like, like, was it, like, Gilantine or something like oh, that? Oh, probably. You know? Yeah, we both are too stupid to know that. But, uh, Charles, put your battery back in. It's really bothering me. The whole show is going to bug me. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, uh, I just didn't want it to wreck. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, what was I saying? Galantine. Uh, Chicken, Chicken Galantine. Oh, yeah. The next, what do you got to make the next guy bring? We got burgers and dogs. Um, and then the last guy to bring baked Alaskan. Yeah. What? The guy, the guy driving the farthest who's showing up at noon. With two on the babies. Day of the year. With two babies, <laughs> one like, a, like an infant, like a small infant, you know, and like a two-year-old or something. And then you're making him bring baked Alaskan, which he has set on fire, right? Uh, it's got a meringue on it. <laughs> the meringue. Ba- <laughs> what kind of fucking party is this? It's a, it's, we're camping on the beach. We're camping on the beach. Sounds like a prissy boy party. I know. I tell you what I'm going to give him is a Norfolk County version of that Norfolk uh, chicken Galantine. I'll tell you that it's going to be fucking jelly roll with a fucking bucket of KFC with a, with a drumstick just shoved in the fucking jelly roll. I'll be like, deal with that, charters. There you go, appetizer. Everyone gets a jelly roll with a fucking drumstick stuck in it. Done. You get a discount if you order all the dark meat from KFC. <laughs> Do you really? Just a bucket of legs, please. Who orders white meat? Doesn't everyone? Oh my god. I don't. Who owes white meat? It, uh, uh, I probably get a lot more white meat than dark meat. If you went, if you went to KFC, when's the last time you went to KFC, Kevin? A long time ago. Yeah, because it makes you poop diarrhea. Probably. Yeah, that's what it does to me too. Or vomit. Does that to everyone? <laughs> I don't know how people can eat it there. Like I can't make it home to my toilet. If I eat it at KFC, I can't get home fast enough, and I'm not gonna poop at KFC. <laughs> you know no how many way. people poop there? Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> if you eat there, you're gonna poop there. You know what's get good? the fuck out. Get home. Get to a toilet quickly. That's you've ate KFC. <laughs> Slide That's right. Slides right through. <laughs> it's greased up. Your shoots. Your poop shoot is greased up. <laughs> the best is you take a bucket of chicken. You just put it right in the fridge. You don't eat any of it till the next day. Ah, oh, good call. Have a bucket of chicken. A bucket of cold years. chicken. Yeah, yeah, right out of the fridge. Veteran years. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I haven't had a bucket. Of, yeah, I don't know when the last time I had a I bucket of chicken was. That, but all fast food has changed. Everything yeah. is so processed tasting now. Yeah, it's not to the me, same as it it's was. Just nothing's the same. When as I was, but you know, in the states, they go to, like, uh, I think we were in Chatham or something one time, or someone was in Chatham one time at a KFC, and there was a woman from Detroit that was at the KFC there, 
who was asking for mashed potatoes and corn on the cob and all this shit. And the Canadian KFC's like, we don't have any of that oh, stuff. Yeah. We got like uh, French fries and we got uh, macaroni salad. Macaroni salad. We got that green shit. And uh, <laughs> what's the other thing they got? A potato yeah, salad. Potato salad, yeah. Right? That's it. And the potato salad's garbage. And uh, and uh, then we have our chicken and French fries. And then we have gravy. And the gravy you can and like the woman's like, a spoon in. What am I supposed to what am I supposed to put my gra- put the gravy on my French fries? <laughs> That's what the lady said in line. My freedom fries? Yeah. She still this is pre nine eleven day. Uh. Before that that the freedom fry thing caught on. <laughs> right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I was in Kentucky one time, and they at and, uh, the KFC had a fucking buffet. <laughs> All you can eat KFC buffet. Wow. Yeah, buffet. I'm oh, telling yeah. you, it's different too because they have crazy. mashed potatoes. They have like it's a it's a oh, real yeah. it's actually great. pretty good food. Like it's pretty like uh, it's you got a lot more food. There was a lot of food, but I wouldn't say it was good. Mashed there potatoes. A, there was a lot of real. I looked like a toothpick in there compared to the people eating at the KFC buffet. The, the regulars. Oh yeah, oh, a lot man. of big people in there. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, you can't eat like that all the time. Mm. Bring it in hot. Hurt your bum after a while. You just bleed <laughs> in the toilet. Calories per dollar. That's that's the main uh, <laughs> thing they're going for. Uh, it's like they're feeding people like hogs, eh? That's yeah. what they're doing. They're trying to just like slop feed the the poorest people and the, to know how poor you can be to still survive, where you can shut up so we can yeah. have more of your money. Yeah, it's cheap. That's too. what it seems like to me. It's like, let's just feed them as cheaply as we can and put sugar in it. They like that shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, make the, make the sodas bottomless. Yeah. I mean, soda. Yeah. Take it a brown soda, Paul. Yeah, can I get one too, Polly? Oh, Paul. Too, you know what we should do before we get too deep into the show no, is get to a segment we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. I never, I, I welcome the feedback. We got feedback. This week's segment is brought to you by our friends at Amazon. If you'd like to go to our website, click on uh, the Amazon banner, do your Amazon shop, and some of that money is going to come back and help our show. And if you've done that, I really thank you. If more people could do it, it would be even better. Because we do seriously use that money just to put back into the show. We have never enjoyed a penny of profit from any of this yeah, my battery's <laughs> falling out. Yeah, Dave's battery is yeah, held together I with a piece help. of shit tape. It's not even good tape. And it's so goddamn hot in here, it's like yeah. melting. <laughs> it's 78 now. It's now 78. It keeps going up. And this is the Boat Farms donation. <gasps> you know how Dama. Yeah. I mean, this is just all through the grace of God we even have it at 78 in here. Is because of the Bo Farms donation. Yeah, hey. That's how, that's how this show has been hopefully, slugged together. Hopefully this uh, crop year goes well and well, uh, we can get a new ro- air conditioner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice rooftop unit. <laughs> <laughs> Industrial size. Yeah. Now you know, I did forget to t- finish my story about my favorite Larry story. Yeah, your oh, favorite yeah, Larry yeah. story. I was going to remind you. Yeah. One time I was a, uh, in my bathroom and I was enjoying my alone time mm-hmm. watching my phone or iPad something. Some sort of device. Watching some of my favorite movies. Private, you know? private browser. Yeah. And uh, Larry comes in. He's like trotting through the house. And all of a sudden, he wants to come visit old dad. He wants to visit Pete, right? Comes into the bathroom where he sits. And it catches me in the th- uh, watching my movie. In a precarious position, I'd say. You know? 
What, your cock out? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> One foot up on the countertop. <laughs> <laughs> Tickling my own balls. You know, the regular. <laughs> Feather up your ass. You know, just a red standard fare. Feather plunger. What's the difference? <laughs> uh, and then, uh, but anyways, he catches me. And instead of like, uh, <laughs> he stopped once he noticed it. Once he noticed what was going on, he stops. And then he just like, uh, he, he just turns around. Puts his back to me. <laughs> and waits till I'm finished. He didn't leave. He didn't leave. No, he just turned his back to let me do what I was doing. Sat down. And then, uh, <laughs> and then when I was finished, he's like, uh, came in over and had a chat. Or had a little. <laughs> I said, "That's a good friend, you know." He didn't make me feel bad about it. I didn't feel guilty. He's just uh, letting me uh, go on with whatever I got to do. Like I've watched him lick his own balls a bunch of times. You know, it's even. It was, it was kind of a fair trade. Was his tail up when he turned around? Did it, no, did no, he turned around out? sitting. He just sat down, you know. No. What do you mean, Dave? You know what I'm I heard in a joke? It's not my joke. I'm just joke. wondering how much you liked your cat. <laughs> it's not my joke, but uh, I forget whose joke it is. I wish I could give him credit for it. Ah, damn it. I think it's Nick Kroll. Mm. You know Nick Kroll? Mm. Nope. He's uh, the big mouth guy, isn't he? Yeah, I think it's his joke. He goes, why is, uh, he goes, uh, how come a cat is only a foot tall, yet his uh, asshole's <laughs> always at eye level? <laughs> right? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Cat shows you their asshole because they're trying to, um, uh, like, show you that they're cool. <laughs> right? They show you, like, you know, we're, uh, we're not going to have a problem here. Have a check out my asshole. Look at it. It's weird. <laughs> I know that. Have a good peek at it. I'm not a problem to you. That's what he's saying, right? I'm not going to show just any Joe my asshole, right? I'm showing it to you because I feel comfortable with you. <laughs> That's what you do. Sometimes I used to show my cat my asshole just to say, you know what? Right back at you, buddy. <laughs> Enjoy that. You know what? Set him at ease. Did you ever, like, knuckle assholes? No, we didn't touch. No. <laughs> we didn't touch. Knuckle asshole life. Just a little bump. Yeah. yeah. Just a touch. No, that's, that, that's gross to me. But uh, Good. I understood his ways. <laughs> <laughs> you're just checking. You're, like, taking the temperature of how fucked up Pete's gotten. You're like, uh, is Pete uh. fucking his cat? Huh? <laughs> I'm going to throw a few feelers out there. Just find out if Pete's fucking his cat. <laughs> no, all good. No, it seems like he's fine. It's just my way of coping, Michael, as I have, uh, <laughs> as yeah, I think of Larry's how many, ass. How many years with Larry? <laughs> he, he was a five-year-old cat, man, cut down in the prime of his life. In the prime of his life. But he didn't suffer long. It was a really, it was unbelievably fast. Anyways, let's get on with the feedback. We got feedback. Uh, you know what else she can do? You, sh you guys should realize this summer could be the greatest summer ever, but there's only one way to make it happen. And that's give us an email at live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. And we're going to send you between five and 29 Van Dykes. It's Van Dyke Party Services, people. And we'll, those five to 29 Van Dykes are going to show up in bright yellow jackets. You're going to have the time of your life. And all it's going to cost you is $100 of cold hard cash plus all of our expenses, which will be dear. And if you're not 100% satisfied, we will return that $100. But those expenses have run through our bodies and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought oh. to you by our good friends at Clean Flow. Yes. Clean Flow. Clean Flow, lube up your life. Clean Flow. Oh, yeah. Lube up your life. I like that. You know what, Clean Flow? Just wrote it to you. It's yours. I won't charge you a penny for it. Clean Flow, lube up your life. 
right now I'm going to have a pic. I can see pictures of people lubing up different parts of their body with clean flow products. It works for me. Yeah. I love lube. <laughs> Whatever works. And uh, who else? Norpac. The beef people. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Where was he? Where was he? Left field. Norpac. He was just away, people. He was just away from his mic. <laughs> oh, was he? Yeah. He okay. was leaning to my right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more time. Norpac. The beef people. There we go. We're done. The Army Electric, you know what? I think Derek might be getting, uh, he needs some work. Does he need work? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, I haven't heard from him lately. Maybe he needs work. I don't know. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it. Well, in that case, he's excellent at what he does. He is good at what he does. I would love one day to promote Derek because he's such a good, and you know what? It's not just Derek. It's all his people. His crew. He's got a good crew. Yeah, they're all good people. I'd love to promote them someday, but I can't because they're too goddamn busy. Leave them alone instead. Jeremy Electric, if we don't get it right the first time, we'll get it right the second time. And we don't get it the second time? You can go fuck yourself. Brought to you by CleanFlow as well. Lube it up. Lube up your they life. lube up electricity. Yarmy Electric. Brought to you by CleanFlow. Lube up. We lube up electricity. Whoa. Okay? That, that doesn't even make sense. That sounds good. <laughs> Ever had a lightning bolt up your ass? Mm. You better get some lube. And you you want to dry. You want to put that thing in dry. I'll tell you that. You don't want to put a lightning bolt in dry, Dave. It's going to chafe. Stingy. It's a quick stretch. Red bumps. <laughs> Red bumps. <laughs> Anyways, uh, every week we ask our listeners to please, please, please tell us what you think of the show. Provide us with some feedback. And this week, we got one listener who said this to us. I think this was on uh, at live from the Dutch Hall gmail.com. He said, uh, you had a real soccer hater on the show last week. That was Dylan Cunningham. Yeah. Mm. Really went on a rant. I stayed real quiet and let him, let him do it. Let him get him out of his system, eh? I don't know why North Americans have hostility towards the, the beautiful game. Yeah, but, he, uh, he's not a minority. No, a lot of people hate soccer. Yeah, yeah I it, do. Yeah, you do too, right? <laughs> yeah. I just got right in. I love the World Cup more than anything. It's my favorite tournament to watch of anything. Even like, like Olympic hockey. I'd rather watch the World Cup than Olympic hockey. Like that's how much I love the World Cup. Oh, wow. Even when my team's not in it, and I'm watching like yeah, it's really good this year. Yeah, really yeah. I, I don't care what teams I'm watching. It's like so such drama. It's just great stories, and and you know how much how important it is to everybody and stuff. I just really think it's great, and I like uh, world competitions where everyone uh, competes against other nations because all the little like, uh, like rivalries come out. Yeah, Puerto Ricos. Yeah. Uh, who who's your favorite of the tournament so far? Team? Yeah. Mexico still. Yeah, yeah. They're they're the ones that stole your heart this tournament. Yeah, I I think Mexico I was cheering for and uh you know who's really surprised? Uh, the Croats. Well, uh, funny you say that, Michael, because this listener also said uh I know you had a hater on the show last week, but it's too bad because I'm sure lots of your fans enjoy the beautiful game as I do. Uh, it's too bad. It will be over soon. It's going to be a great quarterfinal. I'm going with Croatia for another win. Hmm. Best of luck to Italy's eastern neighbor since the Azuri failed to qualify for the tournament. Keep cool, Bruce Veltri. Veltri, yeah, I am sorry about the Azuri. I feel your pain, as the Dutch people, of course, uh, are on the sidelines as well. Uh, but there's a little bit of me that it's happy that you're going through it too because... Uh, Sucks going doing it alone when everybody gets to make fun of us, yeah, eh? It's kind of nice we had Italy with us. Yeah, Italy was on our was with us, feeling it. I know 
when Portugal was out, I was happy. When uh, Germany was out, I was very happy. Mm-hmm. Just so those guys would shut up about my team not making the tournament. And now, now I don't know what, who we got left. We got the Croats. We got the Croats. We got uh, the French. The tomorrow is French and Uruguay. Oh, the Croats are playing Russia. Yeah, they got yeah. a great, great. And England gets uh, Sweden. Sweden. Good matchup. Sweden's been excellent, actually. Yeah, I know. Swedes. They lost to the Germans, though. Yeah, just at the end. Yeah. Did you see the England game? When an extra time when Uruguay shootout, eh? And, but when they they tied it up with like ninety three minutes, crazy. That's like, the, I think that's the thing that you and I like about it is like the kind of the, there is a lot of drama to it. Yeah, yeah. Now, I I'm not disagreeing with what Dylan said about those guys being a bunch of pussies because they are, and it is fucking ridiculous at times. Yeah, yeah. But there is other parts of the game that are quite. Also, you, you ha- beautiful, I guess. Also, like, technically, a lot of times when those guys dive, they they are just embellishing a foul. So that the referee that's like 500 yards away can right. s- can see it, you know what I mean? They're not really hurt. It's just when they pretend they're hurt too long. That's the problem. Yeah. But I don't mind a guy like saying like, "Oh, he kicked me," so like that's I'm supposed to get the ball, you but, know. And that's why I think like the rest of the world has accepted that. But in North America, the way we view sports, you don't fucking do that. Yeah. yeah. You block a shot, you break your leg, you play that shift out, right. and then you win the fucking Stanley Cup. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we. Yeah, and a broken foot like Bobby Bond. Yeah. Yeah. We praise those guys, right? Yeah. yeah. So that is true. Just look at it differently. Yeah, it is true. That's that's the way we we, we honor the people that are that are like playing like through everything. Yeah. yeah. Which get, yeah. Yeah. It's just our mentality. That's our sports. Like, oh, you got a concussion? Yeah, you just keep on going. Yeah, keep on going. Like, give it all. Yeah. What are you a <laughs> pussy? <laughs> Anyways, thanks a lot, Bruce. Uh, and you know what? Just quickly, let's let's check quickly with the cheese lady. Oh, Can we? Check in on her? Yeah, let's check on her. Let's see what she's doing. Lucky to have a listener from Delhi named Teresa who owns a second mouse there. A great mm. place to get your cheese. If you if you're saying where do I get cheese from? Second mouse in Delhi. Get it from her, right? It's the best. And Teresa, she gives us some a little message every week. She likes to do it on Podbean. And this week she says, Thanks for my Friday entertainment. Real short and sweet one. You're welcome. Oh. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. We love you're you, welcome. Teresa. Uh you know what? Wife. That's it for the cheese lady. I oh, think it was a little mailed in last week, don't you think? Oh. A, little, a little bit, uh, for, but she's probably busy. It's cheese season. Is it, ge- <laughs> is it cheese season yes, day? Kids are off school. It's summertime. People are going on vacation. What do you want to bring on vacation? Some fucking cheese. <laughs> yeah, you want to put that cheese on there, yeah. And a nice tray of it, even. Oh, yeah, especially yeah. the good stuff that you get from the second mouse in Delhi. Mm, you know what I will do all the time is put a lump of uh, blue cheese on my steak. Mm. For me to steak, I put a lump of blue mm. cheese on it. I like to make it into a compound butter. Oh, who doesn't? Who doesn't, my friend? Uh, you know what? Um, What's that? We should uh, do Haitian Dwarf. Oh, and I actually have a lyric. Wow. I thought he was dead. Uh, oh. 
your sickly twat is drinking snow. Hi-ho, hi-ho. Uh, your sickly twat is dripping snot is what I meant to say. Disgusting. Yeah, it was a gross one this week. Yucky. Yucky. Yeah, why? Why? Uh, you know what, Dave? I like to promote uh, people finding good girls out there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, sometimes I like to promote the dangers of a fast woman that's Whoa. out there just giving it away willy-nilly. Yeah. Maybe she's going to have a dripping twat. A snotty twat. A snotty twat. <laughs> or such. Snotty. Snotty twat. Snotty twat. No. Mucus. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's gross. It depends if it's clear or if it is uh, green. It's the color of it. <laughs> Is really important. Yellowy brown, no good. No good, Dave. Stay away from it. <laughs> yes. Who David Tell says very wisely, an asshole shouldn't have freckles on it. Yellowy brown, turn it down. <laughs> That's our saying. Yeah. Wear a condom. So, uh, Hasten Dwarf says, Teresa sounds lovely, especially with all the cheese and whatnot. But why do you guys keep singing about uh, chicken on the cheese lady? Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, really. HD. And I'm like, uh, uh, Haitian Dwarf, number one, welcome back, buddy. Yeah. It's been some time. We always think you're dead, but you know what? You're just living life, and I appreciate that. But uh, you know what? Uh, Have you ever ate chicken off of Teresa the Cheese Lady before? Then don't judge. Yeah, because if until you have, shut your mouth, <laughs> you shut little bastard. <laughs> Pretty job. That's all I gotta say. We like to eat chicken <laughs> off a lady from Delhi. Owns a shop, sells cheese. Mm. No big deal. It's just what the fuck one is wrong band, that? one bartender slash director, <laughs> myself and my wife. We go eat chicken off the cheese lady. And uh, if you want to judge me for it, then that's your problem, dwarf. <laughs> Mister Dwarf, sorry. <laughs> All right, that's it this week for feedback. We got feedback. What do you got to do, Dave? You got pee? Twinkle, twinkle. Can we bring the cameras out there? See you next week. This is can we, we talk about. Can we watch them? Dave's running away. Here. Let's spin this wheel. Let's what time do we start the show? Does anyone know? Ten and nope. Yeah. Quarter after, I would, something like that. Ten twenty. Front man swap. Front man swap is what we rolled on the, on the uh, old uh, wheel this week. Frontman Swap, and this is uh, stemming from a story I read uh, this week about uh, there was an interview with the uh, surviving members of the Tragically Hip, oh. right? Saying that they would never play again since their frontman died, right? right? And uh, so it made me think, has there ever been a successful swap out oh, of a frontman who's died? ACDC. Well, ACDC, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, ACDC, right? Because Bon Scott died. God bless him. Yeah, but they and then and then they just kept carried on, carried on, and we got bigger, right? Yes. But uh, Scott was awesome, but yeah. Yeah, he was awesome. They, uh, yeah. Was it Brian? Brian. Um, oh, Johnson. Johnson. Brian yes. Johnson. Fuck Is that the only ass. time though? Yep. Oh uh, well. Um, the Bernick. Uh, who? It went to the other guys. Place. Yeah, there's just David two guys Gilmore that went to one guy. Replaced Sid Barrett in Pink Floyd. Oh, David Gilmore re- replaced Sid Barrett. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, man. That's a really good um, one. Uh, I don't know. Jazz you can't do. You can't do. Uh, you <laughs> no, can't do Van Halen because it was no. like kept getting progressively nobody worse. Died. I don't know. I like both. Uh, like oh, Van Hagar. Oh, oh yeah, I always forget about the other guys from those two. Extreme. 
What was the other guy's? The third dude? What Gary Sharon. Gary Sharon, yeah. He was there for like a week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One, one tour. And now they even fired that bass player and they got Wolfgang. I mean, when does a band not become the band anymore? Like, how do you know your band is like, uh, what's the core of it? Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, and then like it's like you're saying I'm the shit. I'm gonna be like Oasis or whatever. They could they could have still been Oasis without one of those yeah, guys. Yeah, not, and they're both still playing. Yeah. Both the brothers do it on their own now, right? Yeah. Except the one's way better. Who do you think's better? Noel. Because he writes all the music. I think Mo- Noel has more talent. Way more. Right. Yeah, the other guy's just a singer, and he's just kind of a whiny singer at yeah, that. Yeah, it's a certain singing too. Yeah, and he's a dickhead, and he's like freaking uh, mentally ill. Like he's uh, he got like smashed up with a baseball bat when he was a kid, and he turned into like a retard. He he's interesting. Sorry, a mentally sure. challenged person. He's a frontman. Yeah, right? he's he's like a Vol- yeah, what you would think of as a frontman, totally. Like a volatile dick, though. Like an old school rock. Old front school man. front man, yeah. Like totally. Scott Whalen was like that, right? Axel Rose. Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. Like the real asshole front man, right? Yeah. I like. Uh, I like that because you go to the guy's show, you're not just going to watch the music. You're going for the spectacle of the what could happen because yeah. the guys... Are they going to snap on yeah. something? Remember when I was a younger, we'd go see Dave uh, Wilcox. Oh, yeah. And, you, and, you, and he wasn't in very good shape. With uh, He was like into a lot of alcohol and drugs at the time. His eyes rolling in the back of his head. Yeah, you didn't know what Dave Wilcox you'd get on which night, right? But that was the kind of the fun of buying the ticket. Yeah. And sometimes you'd get nothing. You'd have to go get your money back, you know? Because he wouldn't show up at all, but like it was the fun of it was like, what's going to show up? What kind of train wrecks are you going to see? Right? Yeah. I think there is something about that, right? Oh, for sure. We should do that with our show. We should just sacrifice one of our lives, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> to just oh, make like no just to see what happens. Yeah, like to make you one of you into Charlie Sheen. We'll just like tattoo a tiger <laughs> on your chest Liam. and go fucking balls out. Start feeding you tiger blood, Dave. I'm looking at you, Dave, because you're going to be the one that's going to do it. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> shave Dave down. Paint a tiger or tattoo a tiger on his chest with the rest of his hair on the garage door. <laughs> yeah, we should just do that. We'll like put a whole bunch of double sided tape on the garage door, and you just have to like <laughs> run as fast as you can and just like we'll uh, yank him off. We'll, we'll yank you off, off when you're stuck to it. We'll use wax, like the wax from the like uh, oh, wax strips, yeah. slapping on there. Yeah, and then you go on there. Well, that's a good one for the for the uh, telethon. It's wassing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we should do that where we uh, we Dave has to go, we cover the garage door with wax and you have to go shirtless or naked you can wear a thong okay one of the barbie mansion thongs. yeah thank you barbie mansion girls <laughs> <laughs> you can have my string <laughs> and you have to like uh splatter yourself into the wax and then you guys peel me off yeah and then you do it backwards only if you peel me off. You have to grab me and peel me off. Oh, yeah, I'll whip you against it and peel you off. We can do like the Irish whip, wrestling style. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an Irish whip right in the garage door of wax. Right in the turnbuckle. And then peel you off, yeah. And all it's going to take for that is, uh, you know what? New ashtray for the Dutch Hall. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone that will donate that, Dave will do it. Perfect. I think wow. that's a fair trade. <laughs> New ashtray. That's, that's real. Hey, I'll take an old can if you got it. <laughs> they work for many different reasons. <laughs> Tools, nuts and bolts, ashtray. Uh, what are we doing? Spinning it? Yeah, let's spin yeah. the wind. Let's see what we got on this wheel. Oh, oh book us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we Do always it. forget to talk about what ways to book our show. 
and uh, different things going on. We do have uh, something going on uh, where we're trying to book a comedy tour for August. And uh, it's uh, myself, Jason Allen, and Doug Koning working on uh, planning a tour. So if you are interested in uh, having comedy to your town, please reach out to us at livefromthedutchhallgmail.com or get to us at uh, Dutch Hall, Facebook, Twitter, etc. And you know what? We also do have the greatest band in uh, Canadian late night history, The Nocturnal Emissions. Hell yes. Which well, are available for bookings as well. And you can you go to the it. Nocturnal Emissions Facebook page, mm. Nocturnal Emissions. On Facebook, yeah. Drop us the notes. nocturnal emissions, the the, the 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 nocturnal, nocturnal emissions, yeah. and you can also uh, email or uh, message any of us or the Dutch Hall. It'll work. For sure. Yeah, exactly. We will do it. And also, you know, uh, if you come, if you give it to live from the Dutch Hall Gmail dot com, then I'll get it, and then I get to take my piece, right? Because then I just like <laughs> to throw it in their face. You wouldn't have got this without me. You know, you'd be nothing without me. I like to throw that in, and then and then I just go to their gig and drink in the corner. <laughs> and then say I, I need money for it. Okay, so just to uh, <laughs> nocturnal emissions on the nocturnal emissions on Facebook. Right? <laughs> <laughs> either way, either way, it's fine. <laughs> um, what is that? Is that it for bookings? Oh no, that's that is it. I want to say give a shout out to Aaron Allen though, doing a great job out there, yeah, sure getting right some now. play for a couple of his songs and uh, new video with the Shaz. Yeah, that's right. It's awesome. Yeah, things are really happening for some of my friends. You know what? It, it's great. I hope this wheel turns out better because I have a story I want to tell. Ah, <laughs> uh, can Trudeau grope more than Harper? Is the question right? Hmm. Now there's this uh, Trudeau got in trouble like a long a while ago. Some reporter said he got a little handsy with her, you know? But you know how Trudeau's, like, uh, good-looking in French and stuff, you know? And you know how Harper was, like, a, the penguin? <laughs> a robot? Right? Yeah. He, the, the previous prime minister we had before Trudeau was not attr as attractive as Trudeau or as charming, right? So, like, if Trudeau goes up to a reporter, puts his hand on her, on her like, shoulder... You know, kind of like a reaches in, maybe gives her the double cheek kiss, right, or whatever. Gives her a hu warm hug or whatever, where he mm. pushes her bosoms into his uh, into his chest. You know, the girl's maybe gonna be like, "Oh, I'm flattered." Little flush in the in the cheeks, right? If old Stephen Harper comes <laughs> leering at you. You got moths coming out of. You there. know, he's waddling with his big <laughs> fat suit on, and he's like, "Come on, give me a." Double kiss, you're like, God damn, that's nightmarish, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, he's not going to get away with... Like, if anyone's going to get charged with a Me Too thing, it would be like Harper or Kretchen. Imagine Kretchen. He can only suck her left it. <laughs> <laughs> I will just suck her one kit on the one side. <laughs> His, his wife's got one big long stretch out nipple and one that's like one's never been touched. <laughs> <laughs> her, her, uh, Christian's wife's tit was like uh, Popeye spinach, you know? He, <laughs> <laughs> didn't Popeye have his mouth on the one side? <laughs> Christian needs some power to take on the states or whatever and he's just like, Marr. I don't even know what his wife's name was because we don't give a shit about our leaders' wives, right? In this country. But Christian probably it can only suck her one tit, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line. Anyways, no, no argument there. Harper's not going to be able to uh, grope ass as much as Trudeau can get away with. 
Because most of the girls aren't going to, like, give Trudeau shit for it. They're going to be like, can you believe you grabbed my ass? Like, mm. I must have had a great day. <laughs> All right, let's roll it again. Oh, this is a lesson. Oh. Don't fuck the Me Too girls oh. is what it says on the wheel. Topical. Yeah, very topical. Uh, the latest guy to get caught in the Me Too scandal, Chris Hardwick. Do you know Chris Hardwick, the nerdist? He's also oh. a, was a host of a show called At Midnight. Uh, it was on Comedy Central. Stand-up comic. Hmm. Anyways, he's like a good-looking uh, hmm. uh, uh, blonde fellow who calls himself a nerd. And then uh, uh, it was banging models and stuff, you know? Which nerds that I went to high school with never got to do. That's yeah, a new world. Yeah, yeah. The nerds now get to... And this even this, this uh, girlfriend of his was like a cosplayer, you know? Like, okay. So she wore costumes and stuff. But uh, So she would say she's a nerd, too. But she's super hot, mm. right? So, like, there's, there's... I don't get it. Do you think it's because that... What's that show that, that is happening on uh, Big Bang Theory? I, I don't no. know. I don't watch it. It's, no. it's, it's so terrible. No. It doesn't have to do with that? I just think it's just, like, all this... Like, it doesn't matter if... It, uh, it's like when you... Even you go to Comic-Con, right? And you see the real nerds there. Real nerds. And then you see, like, these hot chicks in, like, fucking Wonder Woman costumes. Though they look like so good or the cat woman or whatever and they're just going there to be hot and you're like that's uh not a nerd that's a girl that's just like maybe she's super hot she's just super hot like I mean, there's no way she's a nerd she can do whatever she wants nerd you know? comes from like the whole idea of being interested in gaming and like that whole right. scene of things games and yeah, that's costumes what, and yeah yeah you know, that's that's what stuff. you guys say it that's what you guys say it is right it had a different meaning with us, right? Nerd was a disfigured person who was shunned from the rest of the society, right? Yep. And who was like brain didn't work right and like was like everyone thought he didn't like he didn't fit in. Like he was someone ostracized by the group, you know? And that's well, that that's what it made you a nerd. But now it's like you can be the most accepted person and still be a nerd because you like Star Wars, you know? I don't get it. You know, but anyways, I understand that the definition changed over time. Sure. And now it's more about the gaming or the or the obsession or like the even if if you want like I'm a comedy nerd because I really enjoy comedy, watch a lot of standard comedy study and uh, it. study it, and so I'm a, probably a comedy nerd, you know, because I'm really into it. It wasn't as forward back then. Like you didn't go forward and say, "Hey, I'm a gamer." Like that mm. really didn't happen a lot. Mm. And it was more, you know, I do sports, I do, you know, right, right. this kind of a thing. So I think that's what kind of changed it, the openness of it and how much it's kind of been more pushed out into the media. Oh, yeah. I think that affects it more. But if, like, a let's say, can a guy that plays for, like, the Patriots or something like that, can he still be a nerd? Sports has never really been determined as a nerdy thing, though. No, but what if he loves all that nerdy stuff and he plays football? Is he a nerd? He, he would probably consider himself as a nerd. Right. In the because dressing room, of, right? Because he'd be talking about comic thing, books yeah. when all his like uh, teammates were talking well, about like. Uh, I think it's like uh, I think it's host. like what you just were saying earlier. Uh, Keith Tuchuk, an old hockey player yeah, yeah. of your era, right? He yeah. was just talking about his sons that play now, or one got drafted this year to the NHL, and yeah. the other one plays for the Calgary Flames, and he says he calls his kids nerds because they don't go out and. Party. party and get drunk before the games or in between games. They just go up and play video games like Call of Duty and Fortnite. 
<clears throat> and then they play hockey the next day. So are they nerds? I don't know. But that's what they do. Even the professional wrestlers say that. They go like the young kids. They don't. They they train. They watch their diet. They don't do anything bad. No. They go. They go play video games all the time. You know. They're just like it's just like a different. Yeah. Like a different uh, sort of like. Uh, I don't know, like different sort of staying within value the system or whatever than what we were. We were like, as soon as you had the freedom, you'd go do the worst shit you could think of, right? That's right. Mm. You wouldn't like continue not to d- do it. And now these these kids are just better than we were. Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think for the most part it's true though. I think the younger kids are better, and then the worst ones are worse. The better ones are way better. And the worst ones. The are worst ones are too. way worse. Are that's what now? I think. I think uh, that's what I think about the uh, kids. If you got your kids on the good side, they're like better than any kids you remember in uh, when you were going to school. And if you have your kids on the bad side, you're if you have like a slut, uh, slutty kid, then uh, that kid's probably way sluttier than our slutty kids were back in the day. But if you got like a, are we talking grade seven? It doesn't have to be younger. I mean, same age. Like say like a seventeen-year-old that's like banging, right? Okay. Let's just say, and then uh, which is reasonable, right? Yeah, that's reasonable. Seventeen. <laughs> what do you think is reasonable for losing your virginity? Fuck. What do you think, Dave? I'm oh, sorry. Fourteen, fifteen. <laughs> I would say sixteen. Do you think fourteen, fifteen? Probably good. High school age. Grade nine. Steve, you say grade nine? Oh, for sure. Once you've got the equipment, it's time to play. Wes. I have daughters, so <laughs> never. Never, never. never. <laughs> 30 or 40, right? Yeah. Married. Retired. You <laughs> almost feel sad for them because they're like, uh, you're like, oh, you'll never find anyone. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this poor guy, this guy's going to bang you and, and uh, feed your cats. You know? <laughs> That's what I hope for my daughters, too, you know? Just a simple life like that. <laughs> never to be touched by a man. It's not a big deal. What do you think, Kevin? You're a younger fella. When is it appropriate to lose your virginity, you think? Hmm. When are you, like, ready for it? When do you think a, a person's ready for it? It's dependent on the person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think an appropriate number, like, if you have a government that's going to set a number on something, I'd say 17. <laughs> 17? 17, yeah. I think that's uh, you're more mentally, a little well, you mentally can't... more prepared physically or a little bit more matured. What's the rules now? You still can't vote. <clears throat> yeah, but you can't. You, a, a grown-up can't fuck a seventeen-year-old. It's like a tiered no. uh, law, right? Like if you're, I think it's eighteen. But then if you're sixteen and the other consensual person is also sixteen, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or is something. it in Canada? Yeah, you know something a lot like about that. this, eh? I don't know. Mm. I have young kids. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's why, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, so. <laughs> No, it's like, uh, but it, because you can't get in trouble if you're a kid banging another kid, right? Fuck you. You shouldn't. What? <laughs> you shouldn't. Yeah, like if you're like two it's kids two in high 16 school. Sixteen-year-old kids, yeah. like. Like, let's pretend that. Let's pretend that um, me and my wife had sex before we were married, right? Like, an, you never would, mm-hmm. but no, because I'm Catholic and such. Right. But uh, if I would, I shouldn't be punished. She's five days older than me. Like, I shouldn't be punished for that, right? Even if she's like uh, ten, right? Wow. I'm less than ten. Good, good for you. Charter, what you know? What, how old I was the first time I saw naked tits of a girl? 
in real life, like not a porno or not a movie, nothing. Not, but not like, your mom. Not your mom. Nothing. Not like a not not like a breastfeeding person, aunt or something like that. Right, but like, was tits was the same time Paul saw him. Right, Paul? Do you remember? We were in our pool, and I've never told this story before. It's <laughs> a great so story. Right. There was these two girls that used to hang out on our farm, right? Their mom worked for us or whatever, and they were older than us. So I would have been like probably, this one, where do we have the pool by the greenhouse? Was that at our old farm or a new farm? That was our old farm. So I would have been like 11 or 12, tops, probably 11, 10 or 11, right? Paul's three years younger than me, so he would have been like seven or eight, right? Something like that, or six or seven. So he's probably around seven. Anyways, uh, these girls would have been blossoming, like they had tits. So I don't know how old that makes him, but older than us. And the one was way older than us, so she had big tits, right? <laughs> so, uh, nice C cup. Yeah, so like uh, we were just in the pool, in this like four foot above ground pool, <laughs> and we were like talking to these girls these girls and uh we were trying to see if we could see their tits right so we were uh, <laughs> uh trying everything to try to see them and then uh, eventually i said like uh, i would show my dick if they would show their tits right like that was the deal that old trick right so we're swimming in the pool i go in the greenhouse and show them my dick and they laugh at me right <laughs> and, uh, and then uh and then paul shows his dick and then they uh they laugh at me even more because they say my brother's dick's bigger than mine. <laughs> and he's like seven, seven you right? And then I'm like, okay, show your tits, girls. Like, seriously, man. You've got to make fun of my dick and all this stuff. Like, I'm seeing some tits now. Like, this is a deal is a deal, right? And they, uh, I remember the one girl. Uh, the one girl was pretty easy about it. This other girl was shy because she was way older than us. Eh? Like, she must have felt bad about it. She was way older. So she just went under the, under the water and then, like... Uh, like, came up out of the water and flashed her big, huge white tits. That was awesome. <laughs> hey? Huh? You don't remember any of that? Yeah, I remember. You remember that? <laughs> that was young, man. You were young. That was a big deal. Like, we're like, we couldn't believe it. Like, we couldn't tell no one either. Yeah, I was naked on the floaty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Paul was naked so quick to show his dick, especially once I showed my dick. Like, Paul's like, oh, yeah, my dick's out. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Get those titties out, girls. Like, <laughs> that's got to be like a dream, you know? You're like seven, there's like a 14 or 15-year-old girl showing her tits to you. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Charles, <laughs> you got any stories like that? <laughs> good, day. good day on the farm, though. No, I don't. <laughs> Not exactly like that. Not exactly like that. No, no, no. Um, we are about in an hour. You want to do one more spin on the wheel or just get, out, get it done? Spin it to win it. What do we got here? Let's just spin it one more time. Let's see what we got. This is the last one of the night. Come on, baby. Oh, I'm so happy this one landed on it because it's, it just seems to be a story that's of great interest to many people in this room. A Japanese company has, uh, has uh, vowed to stop male harassment of dads, like harassment of dads. Really? Yes, because uh, this is, uh, I think it was Mitsubishi. Mrs. Bitchy? Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi. Morgan Stanley Mitsubishi or something like that. Or like it was, a, it was a whole conglomerate Japanese company. And there's this Canadian dude who's over there and he's, uh, he gets mat leave. It's in the policy 
where you work, that you can get a paternal, like a, a parental leave. Parental leave, yeah. If you're a, even if you're a dude, right? And uh, it's been that way in Japan uh, for a long time. Yeah, because you're still a parent. Yeah, because you're a parent. You know, sometimes maybe the wife doesn't have benefits. They need yours, you know. Sometimes the wife doesn't have uh, the same uh, ability to stay off, and you need you to, right? Anyways, right. Japanese government, they're no dummies. They, uh, they allow that. Problem is, Japanese people uh, don't allow it at all. They, uh, uh, the men at work uh, ride your ass heavy. If you say you're going to go on mat leave, they call you a super pussy, and you are not uh, 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 ready. Like, you're not dedicating enough of yourself to the company, and therefore you're like a piece of shit. They're just like all over you all the time. Like, you fucking dirty, dirty parental leave piece of shit. <laughs> Do you know, you know what I mean? And I was like, it sounds ridiculous, right? It sounds ridiculous because our culture's past that. But when I, my kids are like 14 and 16 years old, and when I went off on parental leave, I told my dickhead boss at the time, there's this fucking old piece of shit boss I worked for, uh, I said, I got to go on parental leave. My wife was self-employed. She didn't get nothing, right? right. So I'm like, I got, I got more money to stay home than I did to go to work like because I got taxed at a lower rate or whatever. So it was like a no-brainer, man. My wife got zero. I got like the same. I was going to, I have to take off, right? And he, my boss says to me, uh, you know, the last guy that took parental leave uh, he got fired as soon as he got back, eh? That's wow. what he tells me when I, when I say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. And I'm like, well, I'm going to take my chances because I feel like I have a little law behind me, but whatever. Even if I don't, <laughs> I'll take my chances because it's my family. It's more important than your stupid company, you dickhead. Uh, it was just old bullying, like old baby boomer bullshit. Right. You know, like, oh, yeah. look at this guy, you know. Hats off to the guy that did it, like, in the 80s, though. Because that guy would have took some major shit. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, when it makes sense like that, why... Like, you have to do it, man. Yep. You got to do what's best for your family. You don't care about what everyone thinks of you. You're like, well, one way I do this for my family, the other way I get... Le- I, I right. work hard and there's less people there for my kids. Like, it's, it's, it's You don't have another choice. You have to do what's best for your family, right? Absolutely. And what's best for you? Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to have time off. I would say now at like the people who work for me, I bet you it's eighty percent of them that have a baby, the the guys will take parental leave. Eighty percent. Yeah, I think they should. At least for a few months. Yeah, a few weeks or whatever. Yeah, a yeah. few weeks. But even a month or two. It's good. Because I you'll ne- I never regretted any of that time I lost. And but when I got back, you do get punished though. You go back to work and I don't care if you're a man or a woman, if you take a parental leave, when you get back to work, you're behind and the people that stayed are ahead. Yeah. And that's how it works. And so you end up uh, getting treated like you feel like you're getting kind of get, getting punished for going off to have a kid. Yeah. yeah. That's just the way it is. But uh, it's because you did go off and you got to this line of couch. So what's the company? Mitsubishi? Mitsubishi. Oh, yeah. Mitsubishi. Yeah, Mitsubishi. So they're, they're, they said they, they vowed to try to make this better, but they say it's such a cultural thing. They don't know how they're yeah. going to be able to prevent it. Because it's uh, it's so ingrained in people. Mm. You ever dealt with the Japanese, Dave? Uh, on occasion, they're good people. Do you find that they're they're more uh, more work over family? Uh, yeah, I would say. And the culture, culture is more like live to work than work to live. And uh, do you think? And is that that's generally accepted culture then? So it would be going against the grain if you didn't have adopt that mentality. Do they do they cut slack to Canadians for thinking differently? 
Oh yeah, yep, yeah. They they have to understand that they're yeah. dealing with a different. Yeah, not just Canadians either, but you know, all over. If the you, world. yeah, yeah, if they go to China or they go Wherever to like, go. Germany or whatever they go, yeah, they have to take into account that some people might not think the same way. Yep, for sure. That'd be harder. Oh. It'd be a lot easier, especially if your country's on the good side of that, like them. Like if you're running a company and you're like, my country all just like wants to give me everything and they don't care, then you're like, I'm gonna take advantage of my country people first because they're idiots, right? Yeah. You're saying Japanese are idiots, right? Just to close the that's, show? That's what you said. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> all right, thank you, everyone, for listening to our uh, show. It is live in the Dutch Hall. Tell your friends. Let's do it some more. And uh, give us some uh, feedback at uh, gmail.com. Until next week, we will see you in TCU next Thursday.